Before I introduce our next guest, Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you've all managed to switch off from work for a decent amount of time. But now we're back and I'm sure you're already up to your eyeballs in marketing predictions and platform trends. But there is one predictions report that I've started to look forward to in the new year now because it actually has something new to say, and that is Pinterest Predicts. So the episode you're about to hear is with Pinterest Director of Marketing for Europe, Louise Richardson, which we recorded just before we broke up for Christmas. So apologies if we're talking about this year, meaning last year. But speaking of last year, looking at Pinterest 2021 predictions, eight out of 10 of them came true. And these trends are extremely niche and very specific. They aren't broad strokes at all. So you can wager that you'll be seeing plenty of the 2022 trends we're covering today in the year to come. Yeah, I absolutely love Pinterest predicts. I actually started reading them last year, uh, so 2021. And the likeliness of the trend actually happening is ridiculous. You know, like you said, there's an 80% hit rate. So it's such a useful tool for brands and I feel it's so underutilized. It's an absolute goldmine if you're looking to tap into culture and yeah, trends that are going to be coming up throughout the year. You can be there, you can be there beforehand. In this episode, we cover the trends you need to look out for this year, including the rebirth of goths, how consumer mindsets have changed from 2021 to 2022, and how brands can make use of these insights to appeal to and further engage their audiences. Well, Louise, thank you so much for joining us today. I guess we're going to find out quite a lot about what's to come this year, so I'm excited to get stuck in. Um, but first and foremost, we'll always start with our overarching question, and this week that is, what trends can Pinterest tellers we'll see in 2022? Well, I mean, there's so many this year. Like, it's it's genuinely our biggest bumper year of Pinterest predicts. So it's been really, really difficult for me to go through and and, and pick my favorites, but I have. Um, so one of my um super 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 favorite ones this year is dopamine dressing. Um, and this is a, a trend which basically is you living your best life in your in your clothing. And I kind of think that I already do this. So I think. I love this trend because I'm basically catching up with it at the moment. So um, yeah, um, that that's one of my favorites. I think well-being is a huge, and this comes as no surprise, I'm sure, to anyone, but well-being is a huge trend. So um, in 2022, we're seeing already searches for emotional escape rooms, which I absolutely mm. adore. I would really mm. like to have one of those in my house to escape the children. Um, <laughs> one thing that I really love as well, mindful menstruation is is a great trend that's wow. coming up so we're seeing lots and lots of trends um that are really like digging into specific areas and thinking how can i how can i take these things and 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 make them more mindful i think from a travel point of view um we all want to travel more and um, i don't know whether anybody's managed to escape over the last few weeks but um but one of the the lovely things about travel trends so one is called night moves and that's really about looking at your own city, but looking at it from a different perspective. So um, I'm in Brighton and I haven't really explored Brighton by night. So looking into some of those kind of like more usual trends, but with a with a delightful kind of 2022 twist on them. So that those are just a few of, of my favorites. And then my, my absolute favorite one is Rebel Cuts. So this is a hair and beauty one. Mm. Searches for mullets have gone up by 190%. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really? sure whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, certainly... Back. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're, back. they're back. I can, I can see you, Callum, with a mullet. I can see that happening. You should. Well, you should leave Louisa, that. I put my hat on for you today. You can't see anything, but uh, I can assure you there will be no mullet in this uh, in my household. Look at in Louisa's got a point. I think you'd suit it. <laughs> Actually, Louise, talking to Rebel Cuts, I'm loving what you've done with your hair. It's kind of like a sea vibe going on. Uh, well, well either that or Cruella, which is what um, I did not yeah. expect when I did my hair like this, that there would be a new Cruella movie out. So that that hasn't really helped my uh, my street cred <laughs> with my children, I don't think. <laughs> no, this is what we mean when we say trends start at Pinterest. It's quite literally from within. Um, but yeah, like, some really, really exciting trends on the report this year. And I'm interested to hear a bit more. You know, you just mentioned things like emotional escape rooms and even, you know, I'm dying to hear a bit more about mindful menstruation. Uh, but what can these trends tell us about people's current mindsets in terms of the kind of things they're searching? Can we sort of depict what kind of mood they're in? Yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously we all kind of anecdotally know that the kind of struggles that everybody's been going through over the last um, couple of years. And I think that what we're seeing this year is, is people taking slightly more control over the kind of unpredictability of the lives that we that we live during the pandemic there's a lot more kind of joy and balance coming out of there there's a lot more kind of mindfulness i think last year was about just holding on um and and kind of making the best so some of the trends that we saw last year were around things like your personal office what what the hell you do with your children now that you're in sole care of them all of that kind mm. of stuff whereas this year it is really more about um about taking control about introducing kind of well-being into our situation so it's actually about you know really really digging into to how I can create the life I love um mm. which is actually the whole mission statement to, of Pinterest so it's really really nice to see people coming to the platform for a exactly the re reason that the, the platform exists. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of the trends that I picked up on just give you that sense of fun. I think we're seeing a real move away from like minimalism and even with like the crazy haircuts and the way people are looking to sort of decorate their whole lives. Um, it's a lot sort of louder and prouder and brighter. And I think people are just ready to, you know, it's been so miserable. We just want to have a good time. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I love about Pinterest, because we, we have such a broad audience across across all kind of different demographics. And um, what I love is looking at the differences between like different age groups and, and what they're looking for so you know gen z which is our or z sorry uh which is our biggest uh growing audience you know they're looking for rebellion which i adore i love it when the youth um uprises um and so they're really really looking so they're the ones that are looking for rebel cuts they're the mullet wearers of 2022 um millennials are looking more to kind of rethink so they're looking at, at their existing mindset their existing and um, the, the kind of things that they've always been told that they should do and actually like how do we rethink them to make them more mindful gen xers i think i'm a gen xer and um, we're looking for balance so we're looking to kind of like continue our um our kind of work-life balance search which again we've really struggled with over the last couple of years so it's just really interesting to see the differences between all the different demos yeah definitely and i absolutely love this pinterest predicts tool i think it's, it's it's a fascinating insight into obviously the year to come in 2021 you got eight out of ten predictions correct right yeah great yeah. hit rate uh, 
I mean, it is It is really, again, we talk about the fact that when, when we looked into what comes true, you kind of don't want to. <laughs> There's part of you that's like, I'm not I'm not sure I want to see this data. But, you know, <laughs> if you think of, of the last couple of years, it's been the least predictable um, couple of years mm. on, on record. And so, yeah, the, the kind of 80% hit rate is, is really exciting for us um, and, and really exciting you know, we'll, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, later, but really exciting for brands, you know, that brands can actually take this data and they, and it's really actionable. Um, so they're not necessarily, you know, pinning their flag to something that won't happen. We know that, that, that there's so many examples of that littered through marketing history. Um, but, but yeah, it's really, really exciting for us. So looking at 2021, I was having a look back through the report. We had the rise of the, the mighty jalapeno pepper jam, uh, <laughs> film nights in home cinemas, obviously, you know, pandemic led if we compare 2021 to 2022's predictions what's actually changed most drastically since last year you know obviously people now slightly you know coming out of the pandemic kind of normal life trying to resume a little bit what's most drastically changed there in the predictions I mean, there's there's loads of things I could point to, but but one of the interesting things, Callum, is how how actually little it's changed in a way. Um, in that we were quite surprised last year where travel searches didn't really diminish. So you would expect that, given that we couldn't travel anywhere, that actually travel would be something that we'd see a huge huge dip in. But actually, I think it's the mindset of pinners that that means that we're always looking forward. So pinners, that's what we call. All the the over four hundred million people that come to Pinterest every month, and they were they they're always looking ahead. So actually, there, there's kind of a mix of very practical things. Like I said, like there's less home office stuff. There's less. Mm-hmm. Uh, homeschooling stuff, obviously, in this year's report. Um, but really looking forward, seizing the day, um, all of those kind of things that we talked about before, really that there hasn't been much um, much of a change in, in the mindset of the things that people are looking for. I think that one thing that we love about these trends is that they they might have one entry point so one one great one is um movie night at home that you mentioned from last time around Mm -hmm. and that's not just about a projector and what i'm going to watch that's about what i'm going to wear what i'm going to eat um how i'm going to redecorate my house to 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 kind of make this movie night at home like what kind of decorations might i have so it's it's actually one entry point for a mood or a, a theme actually kind of sits across lots of different use cases across your life. So that that's really cool. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like a full. Well, I can I can get it because obviously there's nothing else to do. But turning that into a full event seems, you know, pre-pandemic seemed a crazy thing to do. You just go out to the cinema. Obviously, you know, yeah, you can yeah. see why. Well, actually, one of the trends this year that I adore is alt bashes. Um, which is exactly yes. that. It's such a yes, cool one. Yes, I was one, talking about that yesterday. Yeah, such such a good idea. I think, especially at the minute when there's a lot of like weddings and engagement parties and baby showers. I'm like, I want to celebrate the fact that I had breakfast today. You know? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've <laughs> we've we've seen these trends. You know, things like um, in the US, Friendsgiving or Friends Christmas. Like the, these are trends that mm-hmm. have been bubbling up for for a little while. But I just I, I adore the idea that you're going to have a divorce party or a um a, or, or all of those kind of alt ashes that are coming up so yeah that's it, it's a really 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 nice trend and and i'm definitely leaning into it i think that everything i do next year is going to be an excuse for a party so with hindsight a year later just, just staying on 2021 for a minute and, and where we are now which of those trends that you predicted not 
sorry, you Pinterest predicted turned out to be the most consequential for brands and marketers? Oh, really, really good question. Um, without wanting to kind of go in specifically to one trend, because I think that it really depends what kind of brand you are and how you mm-hmm. lean into this. So, for example, last year, making your car your an extension of your personal space was was one mm-hmm. of the trends. So, as we know, we kind of stayed off public transport. People were driving more at the points where we were we were allowed to drive. For a brand, that's not just an auto brand that could be interested in that. You know, that could be a homewares brand. So, what are the kind of homewares touches, believe it or not, that you're actually going to bring to your car space? So that was something that we saw. But also, you know, if I'm a financial services brand that's really interesting to me are there a Mm. whole group of people that are going to be um, looking at car financing not the most interesting subject in the world we know Um, but that it it really gives all different types of brands um, a kind of way in to these trends and that's something that the report does in in quite a lot of detail if you go and download the full report it says you know if you're this kind of brand you might want to activate this particular trend in this particular way so I wouldn't want to I kind of think it depends on you as a brand and what you make of this data but certainly our, our experts our creative strategists really really um, take these trends and hone them into really actionable advice for, for brands. And we saw that, you know, one of our trends last year was Japandi. So a homewares style that merges kind of a J- Japanese aesthetic with a Scandinavian aesthetic. And I just have to look at, at any of the Living Etc. magazines, any of the, the brands that I follow on Pinterest to see how much they really, really leaned into that. Um, yeah. so I, So I think that without wanting to be too woolly about it i think that for brands it's just invaluable i mean it's a it's a crystal ball it's a it's a bit of a game changer we think i mean our listeners will know i'm constantly banging on about how useful pinterest is for brands and there's one line from the report that i absolutely love that i really want to call out calling pinterest predicts a window into the future from the platform where people go to planet that made my copywriter heart very happy but talking a little bit more about you know this report's use cases for brands we've we've covered this a little bit um you know in previous episodes and just the fact that even though sort of home uh, and lifestyle and beauty are massive markets for you guys, you'd be amiss to think that that's the only sector Pinterest can be relevant to, um, you know, in a brand context. And as we've seen in this report, obviously, there are trends across, you know, auto, finance, travel, all kinds of different areas. So I guess from Pinterest side of things, which sectors have you guys seen the most growth in in recent years? Yeah, I mean, it's a really, really good question, Eve, because I think that um, we've talked about this in the past before, but I think that there is definitely a perception, a misperception about Pinterest. And um, firstly, it's like a woman's platform. Um, and I think that that um, firstly, my my response to that is, and that's an amazing yeah, right. thing, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, avoid. <laughs> yeah. Would you would you like to speak directly to the CEO of every household? This is one of the things that we talk about internally. Yeah. Um, so so you know that th- there is this idea that you've got a load of um, maybe millennial women looking for cupcake recipes and kitchen redesigns, and and look that that is definitely true. Our audience is more proportionately female, and it is something that we're hugely proud of. But our growth in audience has really been driven by men and Gen Z. So actually, we're finding 
that those people are are coming to the platform at different life stages to to, to kind of reinvent themselves to to actually yeah. take action on how they want to live their lives. In addition to our kind of core areas of fashion, food, home, beauty you know, finances, we've mentioned before, that's huge um, for Pinterest at the moment. Business advice, how to start a business. So we yeah. at the moment are working with Stephen Bartlett, um, who's about to oh, be I a think new... I've heard of him. Yeah. Oh, sounds familiar. <laughs> Have you met him? Um, and so Stephen is working with us, with us to... Um, to give business advice to specifically black owned businesses as part of the black gold accelerator program that we're running here. So people coming to Pinterest who, who see all of these amazing businesses on the platform and think I could do that. So business advice is a huge sector that, that we're leaning into. Um, Auto is huge, travel is huge, um, and all rising on the platform. So Pinterest is really here for for kind of all those little moments, but all those really big mm. moments. And so uh, you probably know as a Pinterest user yourself, I-, I want to do something. This is my first stop. This is the the mm-hmm. first place that I look for advice on how to lean into that. So if you're a brand that in any way enables a person to create the life they love, Pinterest is the place to be because that that's what what people are searching for here, regardless of category, regardless of vertical. Yeah, I also think in some of these trends, even if you were, you know, sort of inclined to be put off by like, oh, well, this is all about beauty, this trend. So it's not really for us as a brand. It can really just come down to the aesthetic of the creative that you're making, right? In terms of how you style your sets and the actors that you're putting in your adverts and things like that. If you pay attention to the details, it can actually be relevant everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we we know and, and working in agency land, I'm sure you do, you know, many creative presentations start with a Pinterest mood board, <laughs> you know, every yeah. every every yeah, creative exactly I've that. ever worked with that has has their little Pinterest habit and um, so yeah definitely like shaping the aesthetic of, of what you know we know that a load of retail brands are going to be starting working on next year's Christmas ads as soon as they get back in January Pinterest gives you a really nice insight a, a, a category um agnostic insight into what are people going to be wearing what are their hairs going to be I, I want to see a mullet in the John Lewis advert next year that's yes. that's basically yes, the thing I think we deserve it frankly yeah. after the year I think had. we should start that campaign now should we get Kevin the carrot in checker <laughs> see, see if he's got a check coat on some goth reindeer <laughs> well actually staying on that topic let's delve into 2022 because we've got yeah the rise of, or the rebirth of the goth let's say the goths have died out a little bit i think but it looks like I know, it's a I've rebirth missed of the goth. subcultures honestly i'm glad they're coming back uh what else have we got we've got short choppy rebel haircuts uh flexercise is an interesting one obviously I've, i mean i've seen that myself the, the rise in that and even you know gyms dedicating spaces to that like, yoga studios and your tai chi etc that flexercise is really in the pets section just the word architecture. I'm architecture. It. Yeah. I mean, Eve, I've, I've got to hook you up with our copywriting team who, who I think I you'll, be, you'll be best friends with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Pinterest, we never let a pun go unused. So um, I think that you, you can probably get that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, subcultures, again, this is with our rising Gen Z audience, you know, mm. that this audience is unwilling to define themselves in broad strokes. And I think that, um, that that's where you're seeing a lot of that 
growth in those kind of very kind of subculture type areas. Um, yeah. I've got an 11 year old and she desperately wants to be a goth and it's hilarious to me um, being an old lady. Um, but you can, you know, you can see it. And I think that I, I think that especially in a world where for the last couple of years, it's been really difficult to exert any sense of individuality on the world because we're all basically doing the same thing which is watching Mm -hmm. Netflix at home I think that I think that we're really like our search data is really showing the instinctive thing that we all knew in that actually subcultures individuality is going to be really really huge in 2022 so that's definitely Mm. something that I'd I'd really lean into if I was a, a brand 100% 100% we've seen that in other areas as well actually just this idea especially with Gen Z of identity being such a key theme for them um, and you're right it probably does have something to do with like the age that came into lockdown it's like you're old enough to go out yeah. but you can't so yes. they start cutting their hair over the bathroom sink <laughs> instead yeah I mean that's that that's what we did for entertainment last year isn't it so yeah. it's, it's, it's no surprise that that's gonna that's gonna continue so looking at these trends as a whole, obviously we we have loads of brands listening to the pod. So naturally, I know it depends on the sector these brands are working in, but how can brands make use of the insights and how can they then engage their audience? And particularly on Pinterest itself, you know, how do they obviously after digesting the report, how can they make use of this? Well, the first thing is that we work really, really hard to make sure that the report in itself is very actionable. So um, if you go to the report itself, you'll be able to download a set of really actionable tips per trend to help you as a brand, regardless of sector, bring those to life. So, So that's really important for us. We would be very remiss as a company that talks about being inspiration to action to not provide that for the brands that that advertise on Mm -hmm. on the platform as well so i think that's the first thing just read the report there's some you know we start working on this um basically in january next year so um and it's 100 free to download isn't it absolutely absolutely yeah yeah. Uh, it's all there so i think that 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 that's one um just kind of basic hygiene thing that we do for advertisers. Um, we also have various different kind of packages that you could you can just lean into straight away. Um, so we have uh, something called a trend badge. So this, this is a kind of insight-driven ad solution that allows brands to own a local trend in their market with a, a co-branded badge that lives exclusively on Pinterest, and we see great results from that. Um, I think my, my general advice for brands is Pinterest is the the only place that that I can think of, and obviously I'm very biased here, but um, where where branded content is actually welcome. And um, mm. so I remember I tell this story that when I first started talking to Pinterest about this role, even as a long term pinner, and I was a very early adopter of Pinterest, I thought, oh, yeah, there are ads because it had never genuinely as a user, the mm. ads were an additive experience rather than a, a, a disruptive experience. And so, you know, if you're on Pinterest as a brand, people are looking for you. So uh, if I'm typing in rebel cuts, then it's not just because I want to look at a load of pictures of mullets. It's because I want to find out, you know, what's the, where to get it done, how to do it, what's the styling product, what might be an outfit that would, would set off my new do. Um, So I think that if you're a brand that, that actually wants people to take action on your brand, then we can help you create really actionable content that, and content that is both inspiring 
and actionable. I think that that's kind of key. And people want brands on Pinterest. And I can't think of another platform where the needs of the the consumer and the needs of the advertiser are so deeply aligned. Um, it's so yeah. organic, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, absolutely, so absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I think a really important distinction to make here is that Pinterest is first and foremost a search engine it's not really a social platform which i think is such a a big you know factor in the way that people are completely fine with brands turning up there because they are searching for them it's not like they're interrupting them you know following their friends or chatting to their friends um or trying to watch like a stupid cat video that's they're usually there to find something particular aren't they yeah and and also you know over the last year in particular we've we've worked really really hard to make search even more personally relevant for you Mm. So, um, you know, I think there's a big search engine. I can't remember the name, but um, if you go on there, you know, you're, you're getting search results that yes are tailored to you, but they're really based on on kind of more kind of global data. Whereas on Pinterest, you know, we've invested in a lot of tools. So if you look at our compassionate search, for example, we uh, introduced that to help point people away from kind of negative search patterns when it comes to things yeah. like well-being and mental health but then you've got our hair hair texture and um, search or our mm. um, skin tone search so you can go on and 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 um, and filter so that the search results are even more bespoke for you so again yeah. we, we we love that because i think that that allows us to to surface brands that wouldn't normally be surfaced in other ways you know yeah. um and, and so it, it's not just a kind of dead blunt search tool it's something that's Mm. very personalized to the user pinterest knows me better than i know myself in many ways but in in a completely not kind of not creepy way and and so i I was gonna say it's quite intuitive so i had a wedding last week and i was searching for weeks to find a dress to wear and i did google and i did pinterest and pinterest visual search i found you know it was a lot better at you know, matching ideas to something actually similar. Whereas Google's just, I don't know, they're all Shein listings, all yes. of them. And I was like, no, I'm not shopping there. But I yeah. found Pinterest, you know, far more intuitive. But I do actually want to talk a little bit more about um, specific Pinterest features, especially going into 2022. What features are we most excited about um, that we want brands to try out? Um, I'm always harping on about idea pins, for example. But, uh, you know, when they're looking to put these trends into practice um, and get some work out there what what do we want to try well the thing that i'm personally most excited um about for pinterest in 2022 is the rise of the creator so you know pinterest has always been the home for creators it was it was really built as a way of in the olden days for bloggers to drive traffic and to drive audiences to their platforms we over the last um couple of years have been investing in in a lot more kind of native content tools for creators so you might have seen we we acquired Vochi the other day. Uh, there was a, a yeah. news announcement, which are new and um, video editing tools for creators. We launched our creator code. And um, Pinterest being the most positive place in the internet, we wanted to make sure that this is a place where creators can build each other up rather than tear each other down, as sometimes happens on other platforms. So what I'm really excited about is how creators, pinners and brands can can kind of all work together. So that's one thing. If you um, keep an eye on Pinterest next year, you're going to see a lot from. So how do creators authentically work with brands to um, to embed themselves in people's lives? 
uh, one of the benefits for brands for um, the inspired community that we have on Pinterest. And then again, like our weight loss advert ban um, that we launched earlier this year, you know, how are we holding brands accountable? Um, and I think that you will you will see more from that from Pinterest in, in the next year. Um, shopping is hugely growing on Pinterest. Um, whereas in the past, people came to sites looking for inspiration. As I said, action is the really, really important thing here. So mm. we're investing in a load of native con- uh, native shopping tools. We um, recently, in the US only, but it's coming here next year, uh, launched a live shopping show. So there's all these different ways of bringing the shopping experience to life. And we talk about social shopping. And I mean, like who cares you know like just I'm clicking on a link it's it's not that the word social doesn't mean anything there and we're really looking at like what does shopping on Pinterest look like why will people come to to Pinterest to shop in ever-increasing numbers and there's some really exciting things there I, I I also I always even before I worked at Pinterest I always thought this is the closest that I have to a high street shopping experience to an IRL mm. shopping experience in mm. that I'm browsing and then I buy and and you don't really get that on other platforms so um I would say mm. creators and shoppings that the two areas to really really look for um on Pinterest next year just looking at them features and talking about the platform itself just out of curiosity more than anything do you, do Pinterest use the insights internally to help shape the platform you know if there's a if there's a special color coming up or you know there's a trending color are certain buttons changed to that color or do you stay up to date with, with the trends that you predict Absolutely, yes. I mean, our brand creative team are heavily involved in in the trends production um, and getting those out there. I mean, I'm super proud of our brand. I think that we have such a brilliant aesthetic and, and that is directly comes out of the data that we get ourselves so yeah absolutely we we um we use this data for brands for ourselves this year what's slightly different is that we have started um really using this data with creators so if you're a creator thinking what's happening next year this is such rich data for you and we've worked with a bunch of creators this year who are going to be bringing this um these trends to life via idea pins so everywhere on our platform you're going to see these trends because we know they're going to come true we know that people are looking for them so we'd be we'd be silly not to yeah Mm. exactly yeah definitely i know which trend i'd pick louise but i'm interested to get your thoughts if there's one thing on the report that you want brands to go away and experiment with and you want to see popping up in their creative over the next year which would it be mullets <laughs> i mean you've got I, I part of me really wants mullets because of the whole you know we want a mullet in the end um, in the john everyone. lewis advert um yeah. uh, really interesting question I, th- I think there's something around alt bashes I think I mentioned that before mm. like there's something around celebrations of the under celebrated which mm. which I think is really interesting and and that's a trend that any brand could really get into so I think that that's yeah. something that I'm most excited I also think we've missed so much you know the 30th birthday parties the christenings the weddings that all of those things that are happening I love the idea that we're going to start celebrating again. And um, I think that just from a a perspective of Pinterest being the most positive place on the internet, like like I'd love us, I'd love us to to enable people to be able to celebrate in a way. Cause I think that um, 
I certainly, the two Zoom birthday parties that I had, you know, I'm never remembering them. It's miserable. It's miserable, aren't they? I'm planning a family joint birthday for every single birthday that we've missed over the two years so that's that's happening next year so I think that that that's one that I I just personally so looking forward to Mm, yeah I can see that taking off with brands as well um just like this link to events and you know we go back to this idea of everyone wanting to get out and have fun and celebrate and if you can be the brand that empowers that and actually joins people and enables it um i think that could be really powerful um but i was going to say my favorite is the hellenistic revival just because i'm obsessed with greek mythology so i want to see that aesthetic in various places i think some really cool stuff could come out of that i'm gonna go for an emotional escape room i think <laughs> are you all right no i'm all right okay. <laughs> Fine. I'm not oh, raging. Callum. I'm fine. <laughs> no, don't get it twisted. I I just like a, a nice corner in my house to sit down with a book. To be honest, yeah. and if that counts as an emotional escape room, I'll have that with yeah. my uh, with a curved sofa. If I can uh, merge the two with yeah. curve appeal as well. I think I'm accidentally making one. If I put one more plant in my living room, it's a very small space and there's no room for them all. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the the biophilic design one is really cool. Plant first mm. architecture, and there's something about all the architecture. Ones actually that I really love in that um, yeah. rather than thinking architecture first, these trends, the architecture one fits in here as well. But these trends are about looking at what's important to me and then designing mm. my space around it. And, and again, there's something glorious about that that I don't think you get on other platforms. Um, I think that Pinterest is about you. So um, those architecture ones, those emotional escape rooms, it's like, what do you want your house to be rather than, you know, what what some uh, magazine tells you to do? So there, there's something really delightfully Pinterest about that as well. Yeah, definitely. I think maybe a little insight there for brands as well. If you're looking to market, I mean, if you're looking to market anywhere, I always say this, please put your audience first. Uh, But especially on Pinterest, if it's all about, you know, that person, them empowering themselves, you have to enable that and don't, don't get in the way and make it all about you. Absolutely, absolutely. And the best brands on Pinterest know that instinctively um, because they see the results that it gives them. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I think any of our listeners, go and read the report, absorb it, get on the trends, start learning how to trim your mullets, get ready for those Christmas adverts <laughs> next year. Um, but Louise, thank you so much for talking to us today. Really interesting chat. Oh, it's delightful. Thank you. I love hanging out with you guys. Um, so thank you so much for the opportunity to speak today. Well, I absolutely love that episode, Eve, and I love Louise too, and how positive she is and how much she loves the platform as well. The report itself is, it's an absolute goldmine. Brands need to get their hands on this report. As we said, it's free, it's online now, so you can go and take a look. Who wouldn't want to know what's going to happen before it actually happens? You can be there, you can be ready, and you can be speaking to your consumers before trends actually come about. Mm, I always love speaking to Pinterest. I think they're they're so helpful and so generous with the information that they provide. They really are um, you know, there to guide the brands on their platform. And as we covered, there is so much scope for brands, especially what they're doing with shopping. And do you know what stood out to me in this report? On top of all the um, really like funny and weird and wonderful trends, actually really helpful to see um, where all the like different main demographics heads are at um, that Louise covered at the beginning. So Gen Z are looking to rebel, millennials are looking to rethink, and Gen mm. X are looking for balance. I think even if that was all you took away from today's episode, it's enough to really, you know, go for forth and make things that appeal to your audience in the right way Um, and as we've touched on you know just try and empower what they want to do and what they want to experience
experience because if you can be the brand that sort of helps that you know happen for them that's already putting you in a really strong position personally i've already seen some of these trends come to life already so interested to see how 2022 is going to pan out i have no doubt that they're going to only improve on that hit rate after all the the data they go through they trawl through so much data to find these trends and definitely tap into that I think one of the the main standouts for me from the from the chat with Louise there was actually when she was talking about brand ads and how organic it can be in Pinterest. Mm. And she was saying before actually joining Pinterest herself, she was a big pinner. She she didn't even realise that ads were there. And if that's the case, it's not jerky, it's not clunky, it's so organic and so natural then that's a win-win, surely. Yeah, I mean, I've said it. I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. It's a search platform. If I'm searching you know, blue shoes. Of course I want brands to pop up because I want to buy some blue shoes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's sort of nonsensical that brands wouldn't be there, I think, when it's so powerful. But, you know, I've been harping on about it for this long and I think Pinterest's been doing a stellar job at marketing itself that brands are starting to cotton on to that now. So I won't, you know, come out here and say that no brand knows that Pinterest is good because some of them do. But yeah, definitely something to be aware of. Everything from, you know, dueling yourself to like luxury items found in unexpected places. There are so many things that every brand can take part in, no matter where you are. But saying that, you know, the sectors that are on this report, everything from food and drink to parenting to finance to, you know, of course, fashion, beauty, celebrations, well-being. You don't have to be a brand strictly in that sector to take advantage of the trends happening there. Um, But definitely get creative with how you approach everything, you know, from the aesthetic of your ads to the kind of topics you're talking about, um, the kind of events you're planning, that kind of stuff. Yes, so many, so many sectors here. There's something for everyone. So please go and check out the report and I'm sure there is something actionable for everyone here. 